Welcome to the Patriot Review, this special episode for January 6th. It's titled the January 6th Lie, for a reason. We're going to have a great guest for you tonight. Uh, Ms. Nina May has a first-hand account video. She was there on January 6th with her camera. And we're going to show her video with her narration, her thoughts that go along with it, which are, are spot on, very interesting. Uh, you'll, want to, you'll want to see this. Now, this parts of this video have been shown on a couple other shows. I'm going to show you the video in its entirety tonight. We'll take one break somewhere in the middle of it. So you can use the restroom or whatever you need to do. And then we'll come right back to it and we'll close out. Now today, uh, if you're like me, it's kind of a somber day. And it's also a day, it's a mixed emotion day. And you also, if you're paying attention to the news, uh, you see that um, Donald Trump uh, yesterday canceled his planned event for today, which in my opinion was a mistake because it just gives the stage to other people like this particular person here who uh, just made an absolute fool of herself and is a complete disgrace to the United States. Actually comparing what happened January 6th to Pearl Harbor and 9-11. Now, we know um, that this January 6th uh, event was planned. I'll show you some video before we do the interview with uh, Nina May, and you will be able to see a couple of things I've shown before, but um, one of them is some some video that was taken that day. You know, there were thousands of people taking video with their phones, uh, and this gentleman was talking about um, actual buses, shuttle buses, escorted, bringing in um, some Antifa members or uh, BLM members, nefarious uh, players to say the least. So we're going to show that in a little bit, but uh, I wanted to bring this up. Now, when I grew up, I was told to try to be a good person and to respect people who are good people. Now, certainly we have our vice president, our, our so-called vice president, uh, actually trying to compare American patriots who were there to do nothing other than uh, voice their uh, frustrations uh, and you'll see in Nina's video that there was really no violence to speak of. And uh, basically, folks, we're being played for fools. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. But so we have someone else who's in the mix and who's using the uh, the January 6th events. And that's Chuck Schumer, who is saying, uh, let me be clear, January 6th was a, was a symptom of a broader illness, an effort to delegitimize our election process. And the Senate must advance system, uh, systemic democracy reforms. Well, number one, we're not a democracy. We're a republic. And any democracy, uh, every democracy throughout history has turned into a totalitarian government. And honestly, folks, if you haven't figured out yet that that's really all this is all about, then you need to spend more time and find more resources to get yourself educated on what's really going on. So we have we have the uh, the whole COVID pandemic thing, the, the attack on the middle class by shutting down every business except for the box stores and the the uh, the other stores owned by the corporate fascists. And then we have um, the schools being attacked, and this has been happening for decades. Uh, the critical race theory, the just the whole sense of uh, rejecting 
the individual liberties and freedoms for everyone that this country is really about and putting in place a system where we talk about equity, we talk about groups, we don't talk about individual liberty or freedom. Uh, these people, these, these same people who would call uh, Trump or Republicans or Trumpers or whatever they call us, uh, would call us fascists, are the same people who want bigger and bigger and bigger governments to control every part of your life. And that really is fascism, isn't it? So fascism is not a product of the right. Fascism is a product of the left. And that's one lie that they like to say all the time that, you know, fascism uh, is a right wing thing. And uh, no, if the further right you go, the smaller the government gets. So that has been a lie. And we, we have to put up with these clowns saying these things, disparaging Americans. You know, everybody, everybody and their brother said that those people who did something, uh, vandalized things, uh, you know, those people did, did wrong and those people should be uh, punished. However, when we look at the truth about uh, the truth of what happened, we see that there's a limited number of actors that they were escorted there, that um, there's footage of the police letting them come on in the building. And we know that the day before Nancy Pelosi decided she did not want to take President Trump up on his offer to have some National Guard help or increase the police presence. And, and um, so if you haven't figured out yet that this is a scam, uh, then you just need to watch the show and, and I welcome your feedback. Now, this reminds me of something uh, in history that happened a long time ago. So... This is uh, February 27th, 1933. This is the German parliament building called the Reichstag. And this uh, history says um, that uh, Hitler did this purposely or had this done purposely so that he could use this against a group of people. And we all know who that group of people is to, to cement himself in as the, as the dictator. Uh, he was uh, made chancellor exactly four weeks before this occurred. And uh, this is what I compared the January 6th event to. I think that the January 6th event is the American left's version of the Reichstag. And uh, let's not forget that the Nazi party was a socialist or left-wing party, folks. So that is the truth of the matter. And um, again, I want to show you a couple quick videos here, and then we'll go into to Nina May's interview, have some uh, break in the middle, have some closing thoughts at the end. You can uh, send me your thoughts by emailing uh, the Patriot Review at, let me get that corrected, you can go to redbloodpatriots at protonmail.com. So redbloodpatriots at protonmail.com. And uh, some of your thoughts on tonight's show. This is the first video that I want to show you, and this is the video of about the buses arriving. And one marked state trooper vehicle, two black SUVs. There's three state vehicles, state trooper vehicles escorted. Four Antifa shuttle buses right here, front center. There was actually five vehicles total. There was three up front, two in the back. 
they escorted right here, waited for them to get off their buses, and they had the state troopers unloaded and took their positions. Watch. There's the, that guy. He had his lights on. They were coming. And then there's the ones up front, too. They escorted. And each one of those buses are labeled. They're all paid charter buses. Look at that, bro. Here's the black SUVs up front, and let's wait till you see who leads it. Wow, they freaking brought damn Antifa here. They escorted them here. You got to be lights flashing. You got to be effing kidding me. Lights flashing. Patriots, are you guys watching this? You guys share this video, please. You got to be kidding me on video. I watched them do it. Hell. No, bro. So one thing that's mentioned in my interview with Nina that's coming up is that there are hours and hours and hours, some 14,000 hours of footage that has not been released and that they are refusing to release. And she does a good job of answering the question, why? Why is that? So watch for that listen for that in the interview and um, you could see by that short little segment that i just showed you that i don't think that one is all over the place i've uh, you know i've showed it before um but i haven't seen it a lot on other shows so you know i i snapped that up right on january 6th of last year right as it happened and um uh, so I'm able to share that. I, I haven't seen it, like I said, on a lot of other shows. I'm sure somebody else has shown it, but uh, being what it may be, I mean, that's a pretty powerful video um, that, you know, anybody who remembers watching that coverage remembers the guys coming in in black. They're all in black. They're in kind of uh, poor man's riot gear. Uh, they were given uh, bats. Uh, you know, and it was much like the BLM and the Antifa riots that we all watched, the true insurrection that happened last year. And that's another thing that aggravates me about our VP is she sat there and said, you know, these are these uh, riots are going to continue and they should continue. You know, and here she is trying to compare January 6th were, you know, the mostly peaceful, which is what the media used to used to call Antifa and BLM. But in this case, it was true. The mostly peaceful, or I should say, the predominantly 99.9% .9 peaceful. And what are people, you know, what are what are they doing? They're uh, they're basically turning their back on and, and even worse than that, they're basically attacking half of the population of this country. And they're trying to divide us. And the sooner we realize that you know, we have a uniparty and it's not about party loyalty. It's about right and wrong. It's about good and evil. That's where we're at today. So the sooner we realize that, the better. Now, this this video here, this video shows the um, the, the protesters being allowed in the building. And you'll notice the Capitol Police on both sides of the hallway as they enter. So take a look at this one. Yeah, a lot. 
Not exactly a group of people who are just tearing everything apart. Is You know, um, one thing I'd like to mention, too, is that they, uh, the left talks a lot about this being some singular event as if it's never happened before. I mean, there were uh, <laughs> there were bombings in the uh, in the 80s and there were weather underground bombings in the 70s. And uh, there, there have been many times where the Capitol has been um, breached, as they like to say. So this this whole. Um, nonsensical lie uh, is has been fabricated merely to further divide us and to blame a group of people because they need a scapegoat to turn this into a one-party uh, state and I believe a communist state and I believe a new world order communist state um, whether or not you call me a tinfoil hat wearing uh, conspiracy theorist uh, that's up to you but I guess you aren't paying attention if that's what you really believe. So, um, and I think tonight's show will go far in really highlighting how manipulated things are and how how much we really are seeing things that we haven't seen to this to this extent since that party over there in Germany. The propaganda machine, uh, the the lies are becoming exposed on a m much more frequent basis. And I literally pray every night that this will be brought out, that this will be corrected, and that the legacy that we have to leave future generations is a legacy of freedom. Because these people that are involved in making these comments today, like our VP or Mr. Biden, our resident and uh, thief, uh, those are the people who truly are the enemy of freedom, in my opinion. So I want to show you um, this interview with Nina, and I said we'll take a break um, right in the middle and come back, uh, finish the interview, and then we'll just have some closing thoughts. I'd like to welcome to the show Nina May. Nina is the producer, writer, and director with uh, Renaissance Women Productions. Welcome, Nina. Hello. How are you doing? Nice I, to have you. Nice I'm to be doing, here with you. I'm doing well. I'm glad you're here. I know we've been trying to get this day for a couple weeks, so I'm excited about it. I saw you on another show on Frank's Speech, and uh, I knew I had to talk to you. And you have some pretty awesome footage of January 6th that really tells a, a different story. Would you mind just kind of introducing the, the segment for us and tell us what we're going to look at here? Um, well, basically, it's my take on what I saw that day. And we started at the Capitol. We walked to the White House to hear the president speak. When we realized that um, we couldn't really hear him that well, but we all thought we heard him say he was going to be showing up at the Capitol to speak. Lots of other people said they heard the same thing. Yeah. So we're, we weren't the only ones. And so since we were on the outer edges, we said, you know what? 
let's walk all the way back to the Capitol. At least we can get a good position because I had my camera crew there. We wanted to get a good shot of him. It wasn't just the, the audio, but we needed the visual too. And um, so we started back. So we were in the first wave of people to actually get to the Capitol. And it's not anything like we've seen. There were no bike racks. There were no, um, I call them bike racks, you know, those yep. metal things, dividers and stuff. There were no guards at all, no policemen. I saw one Capitol Hill policeman the entire time, and he was just strolling across the, the lawn, checking his email or doing whatever he was doing. So there was no police presence at all. So those pictures that you see of the people pushing against the, um, the uh, security guards or policemen or whatever like that, that didn't happen. There were right. none. And again, we were the first people there. And where they showed that on TV, mm -hmm. where you see the, the MAGA people pushing against the police, that's exactly where I was standing that entire time. That did not happen right there, did not happen. Two reasons I can tell you it didn't happen. One was that when I was there, the scaffolding was up for the inaugural and it was covered in white plastic. Uh -huh. When they show that that fight going on between the, the MAGA people and the policemen, it was exactly the same spot, but behind them, the scaffolding was maybe only a third of the way up and there was no white plastic on it at yeah. all. Yeah, I remember. Now I watched your video in its entirety and I'm just kind of scrubbing through it on this second screen here. There definitely is that white plastic that you refer to right um you know and i think the the you know a lot of the skeptics would say well you know how could they fake that how could they how could they well here's what they did i, I and i again i'm a producer i'm a director i've done set design i, I know how you you can film things out of context and uh -huh. then in editing you put it all back together here's what i think it was i think it was a kind of a training tape like, okay, if, you, if they're coming against you like this, this is how you push back. And maybe it wasn't necessarily for that event, because again, look at when the scaffolding was built. Maybe it was built a week before January 6th even started. Yeah. So maybe that wasn't in preparation for a January 6th event, but it certainly played perfectly into the hands of using it as evidence to show that these out of control MAGA people were pushing against the police. Right. You know, I mean, right. you could you could design it to be any way you want. It's the same thing where you saw the man with the literally police on the back of his his jacket, telling them to move the gates, and he's beckoning people forward. Right. There was no one around in that scene. If you see that, there was never at any point that day that that yard wasn't covered with people. It was covered with people. There yeah. was another scene where they're same thing, they're battling against the police. If you look in the background, there's maybe two or three people walking around. That it was hundreds and hundreds of people. At all times there was hundreds of people. So yeah. I just and, and the other one is in the crypt, where they're downstairs, that's where the big columns are. It's you know underneath the Capitol, underneath the dome. Mm -hmm. And they're pushing against each other and it looks like they're re-racking. Okay, let's do it again. Re-rack, let's go to one, which means get back to your 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 starting position and then push against because you see the guy pushing with his baton he's looking at the other guy like come on push harder push harder oh you mean like this oh i get what you're saying and then everybody racks to one and they do it again they do that same move like three or four different times wow that's interesting um yeah you know what again, i was, gonna... I was looking at it as a producer and as a director and i'm telling you it just there's just something just doesn't add up how many years experience do you have as a producer director? Oh, gosh. Oh, 
probably over 30. So you know what you're talking about. You know what you're oh, seeing. Yeah. Um, right. One thing I was going to say, and maybe I'll even try to dig up this video, but when my youngest daughter was real young, I was messing around with this program that superimposed uh, many different things, but one of them was a satellite crashing. And so you, I, I could take video of my daughter sitting there and she would be, she, I just had her say, oh, look at that, right? And then the satellite crashes right in front of her. And, you know, I mean, so it, it, I, my question is, you know, was some of the footage purposely doctored for the media using some type of computer capability? Um, do we actually see, for example, the same same some people who are actually there in the background of some of the stuff that occurred like pushing back on with the with the bike rack type gates that weren't there and those sorts of things well, or is that just the footage well, you think that was filmed at another here's, time here's yeah here's the problem is that we know for a fact there's 14,000 hours of security tape yes. video that's out there and they will not release it I keep saying, and again, I'll volunteer my time. I keep saying, give us the video. We will do a, a minute by minute uh, retake on what happened that day, where it happened, what the camera angles were, and how you can prove that it's impossible that this happened or it's absolutely possible and necessary that that happened. I mean, it's, it's all there in the footage and they won't release yeah. it. That just begs the question. But then I also say, there were almost 2 million people there and they all had their cell phones. So they all are reporters. They were reporting an event. So mm -hmm. what they need to do is they make sure that their congressman gets their footage, their local newspapers get it, their friends, their family, everyone. They need to disperse this footage as much as possible because then we as the citizens can start piecing together what actually happened. And there's a they're very, very interesting. If you're watching TV when it all happened, it was unfolding in real life. Mm -hmm. There was this one scene where it was a, it was a footage, obviously of a security camera inside the Capitol. It was high up and they've obviously scrubbed this, but it was at least five, six, seven, eight, uh, people coming in in black. They look like SWAT team right. or whatever. Yep. And they, they came in and they broke the window and they reached through the, the, the window and they undid the door to let people in. So you're thinking, okay, those were not MAGA people. Those were not Trump supporters. Those weren't just your regular people coming to a rally. That was a strategic move to do something internally in the, in the Capitol and to let people in. Here's the other yeah. thing. Ask any congressman that was locked up for four hours what they were told. I've asked many of them, and they're very confused about why they were in there for four hours and what was going on. And what, and they weren't allowed to leave. They were told they could not leave. So what was that all about? Well, I can tell you, and I maybe I'm more skeptical than I was a few years ago, but I, I can tell you, I think what it was is I think it's um, the American left's version of the Reichstag fire. This is all about Mm -hmm. This is all about exactly. pushing their narrative to go towards a new world order, I personally believe, but their narrative yeah. in any regard, and to right. demonize a group of people, and they're doing it in so many different ways, whether it's silencing people on social media, whether it's locking people up, like in this case, for their political beliefs, mm -hmm. or you know, even um, the FBI breaking down you know, a Colorado mom's home door uh, right. and raiding her because she spoke up at the school board meeting. 
I mean, it's right, right. And she's not the only one. There were dozens of people that had their their doors burst in because of just being there. Right. I mean, there's a doctor, Simone Gold, for goodness sakes. Right. I mean, she's a frontline doctor and she was asked to speak. By the way, there were at least four permits that were issued by the Park Services. Does that mean they're complicit in this insurrection? If you, Muriel Bowser, Bowser put on her website roads to avoid and roads to use. So is she complicit in this? Everybody right. knew what was going on. Everybody knew there was a rally. In fact, the night before was a prayer march around the Capitol. Those yeah. very same people that rallied the next day had been marching around and praying for the government and for the for the Capitol the night before. So just what what switched with them? Did they suddenly become, you know, crazy? No, I will say there were a couple people, a few people that took it too far yeah. and they were overzealous and they were but you could hear people in the background telling them to stop absolutely to stop, you know and in fact a lot of people were saying this is not us that's antifa doing this that's right. antifa well one of the so, short footages that i had shared on a previous show was of a gentleman who showed on it with his phone um some buses some short buses and he showed uh that the black suv like a you know uh, fbi or Capitol Police or whatever, whoever was that. There was an official vehicle with lights that escorted these short buses there. And he said it was Antifa thugs is what he said, I think, um, that got off of those buses. So they're at, and they were. And they were escorted in by yeah. the D.C. police. Yeah, yes. That's what he said. I know several people that said they saw the same thing. That's exactly what they reported. Right. And it was it, we saw 10 people dressed in SWAT gear right next to us. And they, they were given the order, let's go, let's go, it's time to move, let's move, let's move. And they jumped over the little wall where I was standing. I was standing on the wall the whole time to get some good, you know, high, tall shots. And they they went over as though they knew exactly where they were going. They parted the crowd and went straight into the Capitol. Right. And, you know, where are they? Are they? And it was about the same time. It's, it seems like that was to me at about 1.30 when that happened. Because yeah. by the time we got back, to um, got back to Capitol Hill, it was about maybe 1.10, maybe maybe around 1 o'clock, between 1 o'clock and 1.10 that we got back to the Capitol. So you're very brave to put, um, and we're going to show the video in its entirety. It's about 15 minutes long. Uh, but you're very brave to have this out there, and I know it's protected. Um, but have you gotten any pushback, any warnings, uh, anything like that? No, and I... I don't think I will because I've made it very clear that a lot of people have this. I know one site that's had over 500,000 views of it. Wow. So it's I've told everyone they can have it. You post it, you send it out, you send it to your friends. So it's not secret. I mean, right. they burst the door down. I'll just say, here's your, here's your copy. But there's like a million <laughs> copies out there. So right. There's nothing new because people need to know what the truth is. Here's right. here is another telltale thing that that um, happened. A couple of things was the reason that my spidey senses came off was when we they started shooting the flashbangs into the crowd. We said, this is this is too loud. It's too noisy. And it looks mm -hmm. like it could be, you know, tear gas. I don't know. Why don't we head back? So we went to a townhouse. It's very close to the to the Supreme Court. And it had a clear view from where we were to the back of the Capitol. I had my binoculars and I'm looking and I'm going. I'm looking at the, the Capitol and I'm looking at the live TV right there. And it's not the same. I said, there's something wrong with this picture. They're showing all hell breaking loose. I'm looking at the binoculars and it's just like a regular rally, people waving their flags and stuff. So we walked back over there. It was about a four minute walk, walk back over there. 
And you see that in my video where I'm scanning and I even say it looks like the, the Capitol Hill police are ready to sing in a choir or something. There's kind of yeah. languishing on the stairs. You've got the, the, the Trump people around them. People are taking selfies. People are singing God Bless America. I mean, it was not at all what you were seeing on TV. And this is at about 2.30 when all hell was supposed to have totally taken loose. But the thing that really, really got me is as we're walking over there and walking back, there was not one sound of a siren. There was not one police car. There was not one um, EMP, uh, you know, truck or, or fire truck or anything like that uh -huh. to suggest there was anything horrible going on in the Capitol. It was silence. So in fact, I stood in I stood in the intersection of Connecticut and First. I, yeah, can I, yeah, Connecticut and First. I always get that vision. Right there, basically at the back corner of the Capitol, uh -huh. and I did a 360 view. There was no one. There was no one, no no police, no protesters, no nothing, and it was silent. And so you what you're saying is, I just want to make it very clear, when you were looking through your binoculars, you were looking at the TV screen, showing the same thing that you were looking at, but exactly. it was completely different as far as what the crowd was doing and how they were behaving. Completely different, completely wow. different. I mean, literally, and, and the fact that they said live, it was live on TV, so uh -huh. it wasn't like, okay, they're showing something that happened an hour before. It was live, and it was not what I was seeing. And and you saw my footage. I mean, yes. I took my camera back over there right. and showed what was happening in the back of the Capitol. I was with a man who's a security guard um, with us, and a black man who's born and raised in D.C. He's been there his entire life. He's probably in his mid-60s. And I said, is this unusual for the people to be kind of hanging out on the balconies up there and on the, the, the um, steps and everything. He goes, nine, he says, I've been here my entire life. I've been to dozens and dozens of these things. This is exactly what happens with all of them. There's nothing new here. This is not outrageous. There's just, he, he, was, he was basically saying, this is a nothing burger. Yeah. I mean, I don't even, you know, and that's exactly what I took away from it. Yeah. So when we saw the news that night of how all hell had broken loose, we're going, well, dang, when did that happen? That certainly didn't happen when we were there. And by 2.30, it had all it was supposed to have been over. So what you're time. saying is that um, the media had this pre-planned and they were showing footage that was a lie to fit a narrative that had been pre-planned also. I, I think there's a lot of that. I yeah. think and a couple of reasons. Remember the fellow with the big buffalo skin yeah, yeah. hide on? Not the guy with the horns, but he had a big skin. Mm -hmm. I ran into him in the street. I mean, not run into him, but I, he was right you know, maybe 50 feet away from me. And I was thinking, oh, that's an interesting outfit. I wonder <laughs> where he's going. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, and he's, so he's right up with me. He's not further ahead of me. He's not behind me. And suddenly he's on TV, but and he's on TV inside the Capitol. And he's doing this little kind of a dance in front of two um, Capitol Hill police who are laughing. And so I'm thinking, well, that's really odd. How did he get there so quickly in the first place? How did yeah. he get in? Yeah. I mean, it's a long walk to get around the other side of the Capitol to even find a door that's open to even get in. And then to have TV cameras right there, how are the TV cameras in there? How right. did they get in there yeah. so quickly? I mean, there's just so many questions that need to be asked. Yeah. And the and longer it, they, they postpone a trial, the, the more questions are going to be asked and the more people are going to find out the answers for themselves. They're not going to wait for the government to, to fess up with what happened. Well, they, you know, there's a bunch of questions that come to mind 
relating to that. I mean, again, why won't they release the footage? If, yes. it, if there's so, if it was so bad, then right. why would you hold the footage? Why would you refuse to release that? And, right, exactly. And, you know, and what about the sergeant of arms, the communications between her, him and um, Nancy Pelosi? Why right. don't they release that? Right. Why, what are they right. hiding? I mean, we're supposed to be so horrible, insurrectionists and on and on. Not me. I'm a reporter, so you can't throw me into that category. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but the point is, is that they're saying any person that was there is an insurrectionist. Every person that was there is a as a, a domestic terrorist. And that's what we need to push back against. In yeah, fact, I think there yeah. needs to be a class action suit by every single person that was there and push yeah. back and, and sue Nancy Pelosi, sue the Democrats, sue CNN, all of them for claiming that all those people that were there exercising their First Amendment rights were called domestic terrorists. There needs to be pushback against that. Yeah, and you know the other thing that that uh, the other question I had was, you know, they continue to lie. I think they want to get past 2022, but they continue to try to lie to people about how the fatalities happen, right? They, the fire extinguisher was a lie. The, mm -hmm. the gentleman was never beaten with a fire extinguisher. Yet CNN holds to that story. Right. And, exactly. And what happened? Uh, what happened with you know the the evidence that led up to the shooting of the of Ashley Babbitt, who was just an innocent veteran who served her country for 14 years. Right. You know right. why is there? We look at the disparate treatment, um, the difference between the summer of flames and Antifa and BLM destroying city blocks, attacking people, and even killing people, versus uh, you know this, which is in no way an insurrection. There was never any attempt exactly. to take over the government. No. Um, when they, when they, uh, the White House was under attack and the church was burned and they were trying to pull down the, the statue, everyone said, oh, give them room to protest. Oh, right. isn't this wonderful that they're, right. they're exercising their First Amendment rights, even to the point of defacing the, 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 the sidewalk, the, the street in right. front with the Black Lives Matter. Right. Great. Okay. Are we all into painting streets now? So it's okay to paint National Rifle Association. Right. Yeah, or right. I'm pro-life or right. you know, whatever else anyone wants. No, you can't do that. Right. So people are seeing the hypocrisy from every angle that you can possibly imagine, whether it's whether it's an in, a true live insurrection against the White right. House with people that were being harassed, the senator was being harassed, I mean people were threatened with death and people were, were attacked. None of that happened in the Capitol. None of that that we saw in real life at the White House, night after night after night, happened at the Capitol. You right. had a handful of people that got out of control, and that's it. Right. Well, let's take a look at it quick, and we'll come back, and uh, we'll wrap up with some final thoughts on, on it and what might be happening in the future. Okay. Four of us arrived at Capitol Hill around 10 this morning, then started the 16-block walk to the White House to hear the President's speech. I wanted to see how many people were coming to town for the rally and get some good footage. The streets were pretty empty at that time, and we saw a very small group of people rallying on the back of the Capitol. We'd been told there were about a dozen different rallies. All had different speakers and went by different names. For us, it was about the location. Since we parked on the hill, on the Senate side, we wanted to end up there at the end of the day. It took about 40 minutes to walk from the Capitol to the White House. And the entire way, it was packed with fun, energized, polite fellow Americans carrying American flags and various other signs that signified they were not convinced the election was done properly. 
We saw police hanging on in corners. We smiled and waved and thanked them for their service when we got close enough. We saw a group of about four National Guard members and gave them a welcome thank you also. As we got closer to the White House, the President was about 45 minutes late in speaking, but everyone was patient and enjoying the festive environment. After he finally started speaking, we stayed for about 20 minutes because we were having a hard time hearing. He said something about seeing everyone on the Hill after his speech. Everyone had planned to go back up there anyway because of the several rallies that were going on in that general direction. We started to walk back to the Hill thinking we could get some good photos of him speaking and hear it better. Well, pretty much everyone else was thinking the same thing as the group on the edge of the large group started heading back to the Capitol. There was excitement in the air as people hurried up Constitution Avenue to come in through the large wide sidewalk or walkway up the steps to the Capitol. I was hurrying to get some great shots and saw a fence down next to the big sidewalk. There were no police, not one at that entrance. I thought that was odd. They were allowing people to just come into the lawn and walk over barriers. I was really thinking someone would tell us to go in another area like they always do on the hill. You can't just roam around like this without five policemen yelling at you. It was as though everyone was being encouraged to run up to the stage and get a good space to hear the upcoming speech. It was hard to keep up with them as they walked rapidly into the front, but I ran alongside on the grass getting some great motion shots. There was no sign of barriers anywhere other than that little green plastic fence on the ground that we walked over. Everyone just walked down the sidewalk, over the little bridge, then toward the front of the Capitol. There was not a feeling that you were breaking the law or anything. It was more like they were told there was free pizza at the steps of the Capitol. And that was where everyone was headed, to get a good position near the podium to hear the president. They all stopped when it, 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 at the end of the line because we couldn't go any further. We stayed like that the entire time even after people were beckoning people to push in further. That happened several times along the way, but no one followed them. I overheard a man on the phone talking about almost being ready for a coded move. I glanced at him and he turned his back. He said something about using water cannons and tasers to control them. The four of us just kept moving as close as we could, getting great shots. Everyone was talking about Trump saying he was going to be coming to the Capitol to speak. We weren't sure. But we knew with all these people, there was no way they would be able to get through the crowd. But it looked like a podium was ready for a speaker. So maybe he was coming. I was just focused on getting some great shots. The crowd grew thicker, but it was still the same group of happy warriors singing songs, chanting USA. That was when the 12 militia type people went over the short wall right next to us on the command of someone who said that it was ready for them to go. That is very interesting and there's more to come, so stay right where you're at. We're just gonna take a real quick break. Hey Patriots, you can save up to 66% at MyPillow.com when you use the code TPR. That stands for The Patriot Review. That's TPR or call 800-519-9927. That's 800-519-9927. I use these products myself. I can tell you they are the best quality bar none. So go ahead, use the code TPR and get up to 66% off right now. And I looked and behold a pale horse and his name that sat on him was death and hell followed with him. And power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with sword 
and with hunger, and with death, and with the beasts of the earth. Coming to you from the land of common sense and American pride. Not a unicorn or rainbow in sight. Welcome back to the Patriot Review with Jeff Wagner. So before we left the break there, we are at this point where uh, Nino was saying she heard someone say hey you know it's go time or it's time to go prior to that talking about using water cannons i mean it, it it this is a person who's dressed in that black garb that we were talking about before i mean if you can't put two and two together uh you know i i think it speaks for itself so let's go back and we'll finish the rest of the interview that i have with with nana may and then we will just have a short ending segment and uh I thank you all for being here. And again, you could comment by sending me an email at redbloodpatriots at protonmail.com. Thank you. Wall that was on the left side of the wide sidewalk, right at the corner where you would turn left. So I was as close as you could get and still say hi to get some pictures. It was about then that the flashbang started. We were shocked since there's no violence at all. just standing there they kept shooting them some with ear piercing persistence then when we saw a green plume of smoke we were convinced it was tear gas and decided to leave two of us immediately got scratchy throats but thankfully didn't have eye issues that was at about 1:45. we left the capitol and walked about seven minutes to a building we were staying in behind the supreme court the tv was was on and it was showing that the capital was being breached guns had been drawn by the secret service people were forced on the ground all incidents had wonderful photos of each event why were so many photographers allowed to breach the capital how did the protesters get into a secure building that makes everyone practically stripped to get in especially carrying flagpoles backpacks etc you can't carry things like that into the rotunda yet there was a line of people peacefully walking through the rotunda with all these elements where were the barriers where were the police and guards there were none it's as though the people walked in going okay where do we go now where does the tour start it literally looked like tourists i knew many people who came to the rally and had been on this phone with them all of them so that we could meet up later they were all in front of the capital capital and some on the back side and did hear the flashbangs and the smoke but said there was no violence outside the capital where they were they were right where the video was shown, showing barriers being breached, with the riot police pushing back against them. They said the same thing we did. There were no barriers. There were no police. 
One man said they were actually buzzed into the back of the Capitol and just started wandering around. I think it must be the crypt from the way they described it. They didn't hear or see any violence, no signs of police or guards. Several followed them in like that, but they said it was like being on a tour of the Capitol. This is borne out by photos that were being shown on TV, like the selfie taken with the guard and a protester, or the one with the man in fur doing a kind of dance in front of some police just standing there smiling. We had seen a battalion of heavily armed police running double time outside all over the Capitol, up and down the steps, totally in view of all of us, but not one is left inside the Capitol to keep a crowd from coming in from the outside. I still want to know where, how there were so many photographers staged all over the inside of the Capitol to get every single move, every single action, as though they were with a camera crew, as though the whole thing had been Gee, directed, written, orchestrated, scripted. Hey, I'm a producer. That's how I think. But it's just so odd there were not enough police inside to prevent the breach or to keep the people from doing whatever they were doing, posing for selfies. And on the back of the Capitol, while this breach was supposed to be occurring inside, you see a line of police just hanging out on the steps with the protesters. They look like they're in a choir or something, certainly not concerned about riots happening inside. I don't see how that happened the way it is shown. Again, I make movies and understand how easy it is to stage anything you want people to believe. First big thing, there was no press outside, just tens of thousands of people with their cell phones. There were people like me with larger cameras, but the video of the skirmish looks too choreographed. And where did those agitators come from, unless they were the 12 we saw climb over the wall and head in that direction, making their way through the crowd toward the front where the flashbangs were coming from? I mean, they clearly were the agitators that you're seeing in the videos, right along with the clueless Trump protesters that are walking in benignly going, what in the world are we doing here? It's like two different movies were being shot simultaneously. One group of people knew exactly what was going on. The other group were clueless. They were, they were what you call extras in a movie. They were a great backdrop. Like all the people, the hundreds of thousands of people out the front that were standing there waiting for a speech. They were just waiting peacefully. It just doesn't make any sense. The most logical explanation is that it was professionals who were ordered to infiltrate in order to control the debate, turn the tables on Trump supporters to make them look like radical anarchists. Oh, like Antifa and BLM, two groups that have gotten a buy all year as far as their violent rioting goes. Not one word from these sanctimonious talking heads on TV about how disturbing, despicable, embarrassing, upsetting, etc., etc., about the attack on the White House, the statues in Lafayette Park, the defacing of the road in front of it, the setting on fire of a church across from the White House. Where was the outrage when that attack on our democracy occurred? What about all the attacks of private citizens and even elected officials coming from the White House after the RNC revised convention? They were told not to go out at night. It's too dangerous. It's their own fault for being attacked, etc. Even a U.S. senator was attacked. Nothing was said. No outrage. If they can condemn and mar marginalize all Trump supporters and constitutionalists while pinning the moniker of anarchists on this group instead of BLM and Antifa, then they win. Here is what outraged Democrats have said about pushing back against Republicans and anyone who disagrees with them. Cuomo says, show me where protesters are supposed to be polite and peaceful. 
Maxine says, if you see anyone from the cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, in a gasoline station, you get out and create a crowd, you push back on them, you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. Nancy says, people do what they do. This is in reference to tearing down statues. She doesn't have much use for statues, she claims. Well, maybe until a Trump supporter tears one down, then suddenly she's going to be a statue hugger. Biden says, if you were in high school, I'd beat you, beat the hell out of him. Oh, and his supporters are dog-faced pony soldiers, whatever that is. Kamala Harris says, these protesters should not let up. Well, she doesn't mean Trump protesters. She was meaning the BLM and the Antifa protesters. Presley says, you know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there's unrest in our lives. Gee, a lot of people agree with you on that one. Ayana, I think her name is. Nancy also says, I just don't know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. Maybe there needs to be. Again, that was not encouraging Trump protesters. That was encouraging Antifa and BLM. So there are double standards. We all agree with that. The media is painting every single one of these post peaceful protesters in attendance today as an embarrassment, a shame to democracy, not the mere American way. No, the American way is get your facts straight before going off hack bake with very questionable evidence. There were hundreds of thousands of Americans who've been beaten down, lied to, cheated, defamed, marginalized, and ridiculed, and all they wanted was to have the right to be heard, to express their views and opinions. They can't be held responsible for what a few infiltrating agitators do to their rally. I'm ashamed of those elected officials who would condemn this group defining everyone who is there as an anarchist or an un-American criminal. This group has watched as these same politicians have turned a blind eye to the BLM and Antifa violence, suggesting it's a summer of love, giving them the room to express themselves, etc., etc. I must say, when the police in full riot gear were shooting flashbangs into a totally helpless, unarmed, and non-dangerous crowd, it was very frustrating and frankly insulting as this group was practicing their First Amendment rights to protest what they see as unfair, yet are now being disparaged as despicable anarchists. There's so many unanswered questions, like why did the police take barriers down and let the rioters in? Were these the agitator plants that many had seen, 40 deep, being escorted off a bus, all Antifa? What about all the footage of the Patriots stopping the violence, Antifa rioters from busting through windows and destroying property? Where are the police or guards at the doors? Everyone said they just walked in. Some thinking it was great to be able to be this far across the country and get a tour of the Capitol. A man in the back of the Capitol said they were buzzed in and no one was there to, quote, greet them or turn them back. 
there's footage of the police getting selfies with protesters or smiling as a man in animal skins does a dance or leading them down the hall and encouraging them to keep up. News cameras, journalists everywhere, but yet, oh, that's, take a look at this. Look, they run in. And this is the video yeah, that I'm talking exactly. about. That looks crazy. Yeah, come on in. Then he dropped his gun and just picked it up. Why are you not using oh, your spray? Don't follow me, everybody. Right. Why are you not using your spray or your taser? Well, watch. They talk at the top of the stairs, too. Watch. Now he's running away. Looks like if you look at the arm, the sleeve of that person that was recording, it looks like it's the same uniform that he has on. Yeah, look. Now they talk. There's so many unanswered questions, and I would encourage our elected officials who were being protected in a room for four hours to get to the facts, get to the bottom of this, because something is not adding up. And it's not fair to judge all of these people and say they were all violent rioters when they just wanted to make their voices be heard. Um, anything in particular you want to highlight from the video after coming back. We'll just cover that. And, uh... Well, I think the most important thing is to see how peaceful the crowd was. It was just right. regular, all Americans, just there expressing their their concern about an election, which right. everyone was concerned about election. I mean, you'd have to be on life support to not have known something was wrong with that election. I mean, there's tons right. of evidence to show it. So they were expressing their concern with it. A lot of people, it was their last time that they thought that they would hear uh, President Trump speak. So they wanted to be there for that. That was historic. That was actually one of the reasons we wanted to be there was to get some good B-roll. Because if you say, for example, we want to do a, a, a documentary on this later, if you try and license all the B-roll from everyone else, it's very complicated and you, you've got all kinds of uh, you know legal issues and stuff like that. So we wanted our own B-roll so that we could plug it in whenever we needed to. Gotcha. But um, yeah, we... My purpose in being there was, again, as a documentarian, to uh, just sort of experience this part in history. I mean, you, this is never going to happen the way it happened. We we did see it with um, we were there with our cameras when uh, the George W. Bush thing went to the the Supreme Court. We were there, and we know a lot of our friends who are lawyers who were actually in the Supreme Court. So we were able to interview them as they came out, and it was it was an amazing day. So this was as historic for us. And that's well, yeah. one of the reasons we wanted to be there. Yeah. But again, I say that every single person there with a the camera was a reporter. Right. They were a reporter, and they are reporters, and they need to stick by that. They're not domestic terrorists. They were reporting on something historic that was happening in this country. Well, it's funny to me, and funny in a sick way, that the people who are being labeled as domestic terrorists are the people who believe in what the country was founded on, and they believe in the Constitution, and they believe in uh, America doing, being a force for good in the world. 
you know, and I think people are waking up, don't get your thought on this, that, you know, it's not just the Democrats. There are plenty of, it's like a uniparty. There are plenty of uh, globalists and plenty of people in the Republican Party who really just aren't aren't doing what they've been sent to do. Um, yeah, no, I'm ready to clean house. Yeah. I, I really, the rhinos, uh, rhinos are far more dangerous than Democrats. Because Democrats, you know where they, they come from. You know exactly right. what they're, the, the stripes, the right. colors, the whatever, you know exactly what they are. Rhinos are, they're, they've got layers and layers of, of um, phoniness on them. And they'll pull out this card if it benefits them there. They pull out that card if it benefits them here. But they're not to be trusted. Look exactly. at what Liz Cheney has done. Liz Cheney is an embarrassment. She I mean, is. She's absolutely, she has absolutely stolen her father's legacy and destroyed it. Hope you're happy you raised a daughter like that, you know. Yeah, absolutely correct. And then you got Lindsey Graham, who's, you know, passing, pushing through these a lot of these judges that are activist judges that are going to do us no favors and trying to get our country back. Yeah. Uh, you know, exactly. so I'm right on board with you. I think people need to wake up and, and understand. A lot of people are running for office. A lot of people yeah. are running for school board. They're running for, uh, you know, their, their county commissioners their there's town councils yep. you have to start at the grassroots if you're going to take this thing back yeah. and they were smart enough to do that they got in they infiltrated the school system years ago and it it hit everyone like a ton of bricks when the crt stuff came out critical right. race theory that's yeah. another issue we talk about we we have a documentary called emancipation revelation revolution it's the history of the civil rights movement in america and the role that both parties played and the democrats are still doing the same thing they did 160 years ago. Same thing. They're dividing the nation on on race. They're, yeah, they're well, still this, the party of racism. Um, I don't know if you saw it. Am I? Um, I I put on some footage of my last show of Putin talking about how wokeness is destroying the West, Western civilization, and I said in that that you know this since when is the day in America where we have to look to Putin to get truth? I mean, yeah. what's that say about our country? You know, and he yeah. was he was right about everything he said. You know, and and yeah. that's shameful in my mind that we can't look to our own leaders or so-called leaders for that. But I want to get your website up here. So, okay. um, website is Renaissance Women Productions, and it is all together, right? RenaissanceWomenProductions.com. Right. Right. So you can check that out. Uh, put the home screen up screen up here um then you were talking about which which uh which show here reparations is that what you were talking about oh yeah it's yeah, um, emancipation revelation revolution and then the sequel is called reparations who should pay got it and uh, and that's basically saying that yeah if you want to look at this reparations thing absolutely because the evidence will point to the democrat party they divided the nation over the issue of slavery because they wanted they love slavery so much. They founded the KKK. They yes, voted they unanimously against the Thirteenth, Fourteenth, Fifteenth Amendment. They instituted Jim Crow. They even even as far as the nineteen mid nineteen hundreds during the whole time of the Civil Rights Movement, the governor of Virginia and many other the Democrat Southern governors closed the public schools down rather than integrate them, and they were exactly. all Democrats. All these governors were Democrats. Right. So so there's nothing new. The Democrats have the same playbook they've had for 160 years. That's nothing correct. new under yeah. the Yeah, and you know if I, I was black, I'd be embarrassed to say I was a Democrat. I mean, I'd say yeah. if ask all of your black friends, 
do you, how do you feel belonging to the party of slavery? Exactly. I mean, that's it. The party yeah. of Jim Crow, the party of KKK. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and it's not that long ago that, that Joe Biden, the president of the United States, he was vice president at that time, gave the eulogy right. for Robert Byrd, who is a grand, grand legal of the KKK. Yeah. So this is not ancient history. Right. This is real live right now. Well, they like to say that, you know, the Democrats and Republicans switched places, which is an absolute lie. No, it's I mean, a lie. You're seeing, you're seeing, uh, there's so much we could go into with that. You're seeing, you know, equity versus equality and, and, uh, the Trumpers or the Trumpets or whatever derogatory name we get, um, you know, we believe in individualism and individual mm -hmm. liberty that is blind and not based exactly. on race. Where yeah. you look at who's basing things on race, all you have to do is look at the critical race theory. The and, critical race theory. Yeah. yeah, no, exactly. You know, a lot of yeah. people, even the Republicans, have no idea that the Republican Party was founded as an abolitionist party. Right. They had only they had only nine planks in their first platform. Six of them dealt with equal rights, voting rights. Uh, citizen rights, abolition of slavery. That was all about ab abolishing slavery. And guess what? Every one of them were white men. So it right. had nothing to do with, you know, right. black versus white. It was right versus wrong. Right. So they exactly. were established specifically to abolish slavery. Well, what, what people forget is that, you know, every time someone mentions slavery in this country, everyone automatically assumes you're talking about the big bad United States and how evil we were. But Slavery was rampant worldwide, and as a matter of fact, there were whites. There were whites who were enslaved and still are right. enslaved in African countries. Um, there were whites who were taken by the Muslims in, in a number of well over a million uh, mm -hmm. during the Crusade period. So slavery has been all around the globe for forever. Still is. There's it, there's more slavery today than there ever was 160 years ago. Yeah, and what people failed to, to see is that it was Western civilization in three countries that were led by white males, France, England, and the United States, who were the first to outlaw slavery on the, on the global level. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know, so um, you're right. You know, so all of this ties together, and I know it seems like we got off course talking about January 6th, but, but all of this, you have to look at things in the entirety of, uh, of history of what is happening today, and all of these things are interrelated to destroy our right. system. That's so, exactly right. So you look at this, and you know my question to you to close is, you have some great advice as far as sharing the videos, and um, I hope to see the day where there is a class action lawsuit. But uh, what what are your um, what are your beliefs? What do you think is going to be uh, done, if anything? Uh, what are the consequences or results going to be? Um, or do you think we're at a point in our history where you know that it's uh, it's too late. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I don't know that it's too late. I try and look at things from sort of a spiritual perspective. And if you look at, um, you know, what the Bible says about where we are at this time, I really feel that we're kind of in the wind down time. And um, I'm pretty much looking for Jesus at any time now, <laughs> because because I think what we're seeing with this whole thing with um, COVID and, and the mandated vaccine and the government basically moving to control people's lives. That's exactly what the Bible says in the end yeah. times. It says it will happen. And people have to be wise as serpents, but gentle as lambs. They've got to realize that that God already warned us this is going to happen. So you've got to be ready. And um, I keep telling people about this thing with 
with the January 6th, I say, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. I have a feeling and I really pray and know that the truth is going to come out and all of these people are going to run scared because especially these people that are, are mistreating these um, these prisoners, mm -hmm. there's going to be trials, Nuremberg type trials, and these prisoner, these uh, wardens or whatever you call them, the jail keepers, mm -hmm. they're going to be spending time in jail because what they're doing is absolutely criminal. It's illegal and they're not going to be able to get away with it. So, and Nancy Pelosi is not going to be able to keep the uh, keep secret what she's trying to keep secret. And the videotape is going to be released. You know, whether they want it yeah. to be released or not, it's going to be released and it's going to, again, set the captives free. The day I'm looking forward to is the day that the man who I personally view as much worse than Dr. Mengele, uh, Mr. Anthony Fauci. But the day I'm looking forward to is the day that that man uh, is brought up on international charges in a Nuremberg. Nuremberg 2.0 is what. Uh, yeah, no, that's exactly right. Fleming, exactly. He's gotten away with murder. Yeah, and there's uh, Dr. Fleming. His website is FlemingMethod.com, and he has an actual petition people can sign to to further that effort that uh, effort to make those trials a reality. So thank you very much for being with us, and thank you for sharing your video and being. Okay. Gracious enough Let to talk me, about it. Sure, go oh, ahead. you're so sure, sweet. Um, I, I don't know if I mentioned it, but um, Nick Searcy and uh, Chris Burgard have a fabulous documentary out called Capital Punishment. You have to see it. And of awesome. course, Tucker Carlson has this three-part one, but check that one out. Capital with an O, Capital Punishment. It's fabulous. And there's people that had their doors burst in. They were just innocent civilians. One case, their 10-year-old daughter was handcuffed in the middle of the night. It's disgusting, absolutely disgusting. And I'm telling you what, it's going to come back to haunt them. All of this stuff they're doing is going to come back to haunt them. Well, I sure hope so. Sooner rather than later, I'm getting uh, I'm getting tired seeing people people's rights being stomped on. And it's, yeah. you know, we look around the, the, the other countries in the world and look at Australia and look at Canada and look at Austria <laughs> and look at Amsterdam with the dogs being loosed on the, on the, the crowd of peaceful mm. protesters. That's one thing I would yeah. say too about your footage is when you see the flashbangs going off in that footage that we just watched, um, mm -hmm. people people are standing there. That's what I could. No one reacted. Yeah, they were trying to incite people to riot, and they didn't. Yeah. In fact, everyone was yelling, "Stop it! You're hurting our ears." <laughs> right. Mean, it was no, exactly. It, it did not work. Well, I I encourage people to go to your website. I put the link down below, and to see that capital punishment. Uh, documentary. I'll put that in there as well. Thank Good. you so much you. for being here and I uh, hope to have you back and talk a little bit more once uh, this stuff actually comes to fruition and we start being rewarded for our, our diligence and patience. So Amen. thank you, Nina, very bless much. Bless you. You bet. Bless you. God bless, bless you too. So there you have it. That is uh, Nina May's film in its entirety. Uh, that footage, as you saw, did not depict what you heard happened. It does not support that narrative. Uh, my views are are my views. My opinions. Um, my opinion in closing is this: that we are basically. You need to take a step back and and what what um, what the media and other people would like to do is like to talk about one specific event or topic, focus on that. Um, attack people based on, on 
what they're showing you. And in this case, you have to take a step back and look at all these things that are happening as if you're playing a chess game. That's what I believe. And there is a an end goal. And I think that the division that has been uh, increased in our country over the past uh, four years or, or more, uh, we, even way back to uh, President Obama's time, uh, only shows that, you know, what we need to do is get back to the point in time where we talk more about what makes us um, Americans and less about what makes us angry at another party or person based on their political beliefs. Um, so, you know, and I think um, there's a lot of us that would say that the country needs to find God again. But if you can't find God, maybe you can find good because there definitely is a good versus evil thing going on here. And the biggest, uh, the biggest thing that I want to bring to light is there was a tragedy uh, on January 6th, 2021. And that tragedy was a 14-year veteran who was shot for uh, being part of the protest. And yes, you can see uh, Ashley Babbitt's going through what was a window on the side of an entryway. Unarmed, again, uh, shot. Now, if this were in the summer of a BLM and Antifa uh, riot, and she was uh, a BLM member who was shot, there would have been additional riots, buildings burned down, white people kicked in the head, pulled out of their vehicles, uh, like we saw on the streets, I think it was Portland, with a gentleman being pulled out of his pickup truck and getting beat up. We would see retired cops killed, uh, you know, but the tragedy is this, that we have American citizens who went to Washington, D.C. by the thousands, and they saw Capitol Police, uh, in, in some cases, waving them in the building, opening the doors for them, holding the doors for them, allowing them to pass. And if you've never been to Washington, D.C., and if you've never been to the Capitol, the first time you go, what really strikes you is the high level of security that they have. You can't bring a bottle of water in the door, right? You can't bring a backpack in. You can't You can't do that. And these people who were there, you know, when it's the Capitol Police themselves, the security themselves that are waving you in and you're, you're not used to being in Washington, D.C., you aren't going to know any better. So I think that, that these people were used for a narrative. And I think that... Uh, the real tragedy is what happened to Ashley Babbitt, and the real tragedy is what happened to those uh, individuals that were there on that day, and especially those that never even entered the Capitol who found themselves in prison. This is like a third world banana republic. This is, this is trampling on constitutional rights, and I think that's the most infuriating thing about it. So in closing, I would just say that this this whole episode, this whole video is dedicated to Ashley Babbitt and to those patriots held illegally as political prisoners. I hope you've enjoyed the episode, the show. Again, you could comment by going to redbloodedpatriots.com. 
or you can go write me at redbloodedpatriots at protonmail.com. And I hope that we'll see you uh, in the future and for future episodes. Thank you, and God bless you all.